Mmm, that's good. Yes, that is the sound of a brewed up and hot and fresh new episode of Digital Coffee. That's right, it's almost 2017, but I'm still your host, Brett Dicer, and I will be for it for the foreseeable future, so you're stuck with me no matter what. But it's almost 2017, everybody's really excited or really hoping that 2017 doesn't start off as bad. I don't really know, I'm excited for it. But let's get on with the tech news. So, well, kind of bad news and bah humbug news for Qualcomm. So it looks like Qualcomm is going to be uh, footing a bill for $850 million for its patent licensing practices. That's right. South Korea is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There seems to be something wrong here. So they checked into it, found that it to them, I should say, it seems like Qualcomm has been asking for more money, not giving enough back to its partners, also asking people to um, buy patents or license patents that they don't really need. Uh, and so South Korea is like, well, we're going to, we're going to basically uh, going to fine you. So they're fining for this. However, I will say that Qualcomm does have a right to appeal. They're going to appeal it. And so even though they have to pay for it right now, if they're found not liable for it, they could get they could get the, all their money returned. But for right now, it looks like it's not going very well, <laughs> at least in this regard for Qualcomm. Everything else is going great for them. They're the most used uh, CPU for most mobile phones. That's mostly for Android, iOS, or Apple uses their own. Uh, they have they're basically dominating that area in general. So I mean, it's not all bad news, but it's something to at least for them to look into a little bit more and go, hmm, maybe we should be a little less nefarious and all that other fun stuff. But, like I said before, uh, it is what it is. I mean, this this happens quite a bit in um, in tech, where just there's a lot of patents going out everywhere, and most people just... Most people, especially if you are a CPU company, like, well, you need this, this, and this, you're going to say, obviously, yes, because basically... The CPU is the brain of your computer, tablet, laptop, mobile phone, on all those other fun things. So it's really hard to not say no to them when they're like, well, you need this and this because this does this and this. And everybody's like, yeah, sure. Of course I need it. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, of course. Um, you kind of would think that, uh, well, that they would kind of know that, that at least Samsung would know something about this or there are other partners that are kind of are tech focused but I think a lot of them are afraid to say no to them just because of well patent infringements and all those other fun things uh, that goes along with it because it's not really that great it's not really that fun when you get thrown that you know patent lawsuit and you're like ah uh, okay let's just let's just settle settle because that's usually how it happens is that companies are like all right, we're just settling because we just don't, there's just a lot of money. We don't really want to deal with this. So give them whatever they want. Well, and within reason, or we'll just sue them anyways. But uh, hopefully in 2017, we'll see less of this and not more because I'm tired of talking about that. I'm talking to you, Oracle and Google. Well, more, more or less Oracle. Anyways, Sylvania looks like to me making a new smart bulb that connects with Apple's HomeKit. 
Um, and that's actually without a hub. So a lot of them actually you have to buy a hub with it. So the hub transmits the signals to the Wi-Fi. But this one actually has a built-in Wi-Fi uh, receiver type of a th- type of a thing. If you want to think about it that way, where it kind of sends not receives but sends a signal out. Excuse me, sends a signal out for it. So you have that. What it's basically you know, built-in Wi-Fi radio is what it's called. Um, so. That basically means less money for people actually wanting to do it. Now, this all this does connect well with Apple HomeKit. So that means that you have to use iPhone to actually use it well. If you don't, it really won't work very well. But CES or Consumer Electronics Show, which is happening next month, will probably have a lot more of these and more, more smart home stuff, maybe some drone stuff. And some very weird stuff, because it usually happens that one or two things are very weird. I'm just like, huh? That's kind of weird. It's not really what I wanted, but sure, that that uh, that ever-reusable mashed potato user is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just made that up. There aren't, There's nothing that's being made like that. But what I would like to see from it, and I'll probably do this um in next month a little bit more in depth, but what I would like to see from them is uh, more focus on security for these smart devices because there's really bad security on these things right now, and it's really easy to hack them. And a lot there's not been as much attention as I would like there to be for this type of um or these types of devices. That's what I would like to see. That's what I would like to hear. And I'm hoping they will actually say at least something of like, hey, we've brought out this thing or or this type of technology or this type of device where it knows whoever's trying to connect with them is standing three feet in front of them and and knows that someone trying to access it that's 3,000 miles away will ignore that um, signal. However, I have not heard anything about that, but I'm hoping something will come out that will kind of be a little bit more detection-friendly on that side of it. Um, yeah, uh, so well, we'll, we'll see what happens. But the Sylvania smart bulb, bulb, not bubble, but smart bulb should be interesting, especially with the Apple HomeKit and seeing more of ooh, the mood light of the different bulbs, the different colors in the world. It should be interesting. All right, did you get an Amazon Echo device this holiday season? Well, you're not alone because it looks like this holiday season, Apple has sold nine times more than previous holiday season. There's many factors in this. One, it's not as new as it was last time. Two, people just know about it. It's a little bit more... um, It's a little bit more mature than the other ones. So, for example, Google Home, which... I would probably favor only because I have a Pixel phone and it kind of fit, would favor it a lot better. Um, not saying that I don't like Amazon Echo uh, at all. It's actually a pretty good device. Uh, but it's a lot newer. There's a lot more features to it now. Um, it's a lot more robust. So you have that advantage going for them. Plus, you just you hear a lot of people talk about it all the time, so people are like really interested. And it's not that, it's not that expensive to actually do it. And if you're an avid Amazon shopper, it's also a really good thing to have as well. So it's not that big a surprise that it sold more than it did. I'm glad that some type of electronic device that Amazon's selling is doing well. I mean, the Fire Stick's not doing bad, but their tablets have not been doing well, and their phone was just awful to do absolutely nothing. Um, 
But uh, I mean that that there you have it. So if you have one, kudos to you. Hopefully you figure out a way to use it quite well. Uh, if not, if you're waiting for them and you are a very Android-type person, I would say Google Home's a good option as well. But, I mean, it's a give and take. So whatever you want, I'm always okay with. Woo! I don't know why I said that, but I really wanted to. Woo! It's, two, it's almost like it's 2016. It could be a little weird. All right, Twitter has introduced 360-degree video live streaming. That's right. They're pushing. They're just going right along into the live streaming uh, sector, uh, mainly because they need to drive a lot further and be a lot more competitive because of um, YouTube, with Google Hangouts, because of Facebook Live specifically. That's probably the biggest one. But they're going ahead with it. Now, this is not for everybody. So just like... Uh, Facebook Live audio that they announced last week. Um, it's not for everybody right now. It's select partners are going to be able to use it, but eventually it will probably roll out to everybody. So don't expect a lot of live 360-degree video. Now, if you're wondering what that means, it basically is a way for you to move around the camera in a 360-degree view to see everything around the person or whatever area they're shooting as well. So you, it's usually you have to have a specialized camera for that. You can't just use an ordinary smartphone or ordinary DSLR. It actually has to have a specific 360 camera to actually use that as well. And those aren't cheap, mind you. <laughs> we'll put that in there. They are not, not, not cheap. I think Facebook had one for like 30 grand. Um, I think, I mean, at least they're, they're going to be going for at least 10 grand or more. Um, so if you're looking to do that, or actually you're looking to drive into live streaming a lot more, um, well, don't do 360 degree live streaming because you may not be able to and look at doing some interesting content. Now I've seen, I've heard a lot of complaints that people do it, but it's just not that interesting because you don't have a lot of things to talk about. So a little advice, just pick your spots when you're doing it, um, because that's going to be the best thing to do it. The reason why it works so well in gaming is because someone's playing a game while they're actually doing their live streams, so that also helps quite a bit, too. So, I mean, that's my advice to you, but, yes, check this out. It's it's going to be on the horizon. Uh, Twitter is trying to find its footing somewhere. I uh, hope it's doing a little bit better of a job, but I'm still waiting to see what it's actually going to do that's going to be worthwhile, because right now it's not that worthwhile. Not gonna lie, not very worthwhile. But yes, it is coming. Ooh. I would say give it a few months, maybe a year, and Twitter will finally bring it out. Alright, are you still using Windows XP and Vista? Well, my first question is why? My second question is, dude, upgrade. Or that's not a question, that's a statement. So my next statement is, dude, upgrade. But what I'm really getting at is that Firefox is gonna stop supporting uh, there are versions of Firefox on Windows XP and Windows Vista at the end of 2017. So, or basically, it's probably going to be more of the beginning, but it's going to end in 2017. We're not really sure exactly when, but it's going to end. So, if you're still on that fence and you're still using XP or Vista because you love Vista for weird reasons, or XP, and I know XP was a great operating system when it was new. It is not so new anymore. 
So please stop using it. At least go to seven if you can find one and buy it. Then go to seven and you have three more years for support. Or just go to ten. I don't care which one you go to, but still, please stop using it. Um, they are going to have kind of like an end of service type of update, so they're going to move it over to somewhere else called the ESR, excuse me, ESR. Um, and so what that is is Firefox Extended Support Release. And this basically what this will happen is that they'll still get, they'll still get security updates, but that's it. There will be no new features whatsoever. So like I said before, if you are still on XP, please just upgrade or get a Chromebook. I don't care which one, but upgrade because there are a lot of problems when you're not upgrading this stuff like security, and that's probably the biggest one. So if you're not doing it, you're like, I, I like this. It's, it's, it's what I like. Well, I'm sorry. You're going to have to learn it. And something new, Windows 10 is similar to XP. I mean, there's some things that people don't like about it, and that's completely fine, but it's quite similar. Um, or at least find uh, a disk on 7, so at least you're covered for a little bit more. But like I said before, they're going to stop um, supporting uh, their versions of Firefox on XP and Vista because Microsoft has stopped supporting it really too. So please stop. Please stop using it. I don't want to see you getting ransomware or any of the other viruses because you weren't smart enough to upgrade. Upgrade, please. Please upgrade. Whatever you do, just upgrade. It'll be so much better if you actually upgrade. Well, in some ways. In some ways it's not because you have to learn something new. And I'm sorry about that, but that's what I'm here for. You can ask questions and I will nine times out of ten get back to you. I mean, there's sometimes there's things and I'm, I'm a one-man person. Um, but, yeah, please, please upgrade. Please upgrade. Cannot say it enough. Upgrade, please, now. 2017. That is... That is my challenge to everybody using Vista or XP, upgrade. That's it. It's that simple. Upgrade. All right. Now, I found this online. I really want to talk about it because it's actually kind of cool. So there's a mechanical keyboard theme that is very um, Super Nintendo-like. It's right. It's got the dark purple, light purple, um, black... Uh, silver keys of it. It looks very, very cool. Um, it's for $100, though, so you cannot drop that much money. I would I would go with Corsair or uh, any other gaming-type ones because they're just as good. But what I want to say about this is that this is very cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and, I mean, dude, it's nostalgia. It's like me living my childhood on my keyboard. I mean, it doesn't really do the Mario coin sounds or anything like that, but it's got my childhood written all over it. Like, I, like my my mind's going, ooh, it's, it's like going back to my childhood, me sitting on the floor of the TV and just playing Super Mario World or whichever one it was called when it came out. I remember. I don't remember the... I don't remember it was a Mario game, I just don't remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, uh, if it it's, looks really cool, I'm, I'm like, I'm geeking out just because it's just one of those things where it's Super Nintendo. I mean, why wouldn't you? If you knew, if you ever played that and you grew up in the 90s, you would know Super Nintendo. You're just so many hours 
wasted. Not really wasted. You know, it was a good time on that one. But yes, um, that's uh, that's an interesting thing that I found. You guys definitely check out the uh, Super NES or SNES theme mechanical keyboard. All right, so looking back on the year of 2016 was an interesting, it was an interesting year full of awesome things that happened and things went, uh, well, that didn't go very well. Speaking about Yahoo and Samsung, um, it was great to kind of see uh, VR kind of come into shape a little bit more in 2016. I'm still not sold that it's actually going to do or be that successful. However... I am optimistic to see what it actually can do. That's what the, that's that's the main thing. I want to see what it can do. Uh, right now, I don't really see much great. A lot of great things coming out of it quite yet. I think a lot of developers have are starting to get their feet wet with, with it. They're trying to figure it out. Um, there's some were some interesting things um, from E3 uh, this past summer, uh, especially with Bridge Commander from Ubisoft. Uh, with a Star Trek kind of theme to it, uh, but there was like that fly eagle one as well. But uh, a lot of times I didn't really see very many like, ooh, I really must have a VR unit, especially since like you're dropping like uh, six, six hundred, eight hundred dollars uh, for these VR units, and Oculus Rift is now more eight hundred dollars because of the motion controllers. Um, I'm patiently waiting for it to actually entice me to actually want to get one. Uh, right now, it's not really enticing me, but I, like I said, I'm optimistic to see what's going to happen with it. Right now, it's not really that important to me right now, and I'm still okay with just traditional gaming on a monitor and not being fully um, fully immersed. I mean, I, did, I do have a Google VR unit because I pre-ordered the Pixel, and it's pretty cool. Uh, I just, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. There's some games that are cool. Uh, it's a little, it was a little interesting to get used to, but after I figured it out, it was pretty easy to actually pick up and use. But like I said before, um, I'm still patiently waiting for something to entice me to actually say, yes, this is what it's all about. VR. Woo. Yeah. I'm on the VR train. Well, I'm strapped in because I have to be because it's VR. Uh, But, like I said, I'm waiting for them to actually see it. But, like I said, looking back on the year, that's 2016 where the hype started to really build up and actually show some fruit with it as well. Um, So that's going to be an interesting thing to see what Google, what Oculus or Facebook uh, which H- HTC, Sony are going to come up with with uh, the VR, and especially developers as well. Um, we also saw that um, hacking is a major problem, quite a major problem this past year, uh, with Ashley Madison, with um, Yahoo especially, um, 500 million accounts uh, compromised, plus another billion from their other various types of uh, businesses as well. Um, it's really going to show that the businesses are not doing well with protecting uh, users' uh, private information and that they can get hacked and they probably most likely will get hacked eventually. <laughs> oh, man. It's just one of those things where it's just like, come on, guys. You know this is going to happen. Please encrypt everything you possibly can because it's going to help you in the long run so you don't have an embarrassing moment like Yahoo did and they hit it 
for a couple of years, and then they went, oh, by the way, we got hacked, and then Verizon was like, yeah, we want to we we want a discount on the buyout offer that we did, so they're basically they basically hurt themselves. But yes, hacking is still going to be a major problem. I think it's going to be even as the years go on, it's going to be an even bigger problem. We're going to have to figure out how to fix this problem because it cannot continue. I'm tired of hearing big businesses completely being lax on their security and going, oh, we didn't know this would happen, and be like, you didn't know this would happen? It's not like it's all over the news that, well, Sony's been hacked several times, Yahoo's been hacked several times, Target, Home Depot. If you aren't backing up, if you aren't doing as much encryption as you can, you are liable, and you should probably be sued for that. Um, But, like I said, be careful, everybody out there. Uh, make sure that the site you're going to buy things is HTTPS and secure, and you're doing everything you can to make sure you secure everything with using uh, Google Pay or Apple Pay or any of those other ones, or even LastPass will do it as well. But using any of those other uh, programs that will secure your credentials so you aren't like, ah, man, someone's buying more porn. Why the porn? Uh, but... Yeah, just be careful, and that—that's what I've seen throughout the year—is that businesses, I think, are starting to wake up that they need to be a little bit more uh, vigilant on their, you know, security. Especially Oracle actually got it as well from their, um, from their uh, Micros, uh, Micros, which is the POS or point of sales uh, system. They got hacked pretty good too. So, like I said before, it's just a great way. Plus, with the DSN attack as well, it took down a lot of sites. Um, every industry is liable, is, uh, should care about their security, about their personal security, making sure that everything is encrypted for all personal information. That means passwords, email addresses, birth dates, uh, credit card information, anything like that, secure backup daily. If you can't do that, at least weekly, but back up somehow, remind yourself somehow, put an alarm somewhere on your back or anywhere, but do it. Uh, but yeah, looking back, that was it. That was not a great thing. Um, Samsung Note 7s, now the laughing stock of mobile phones because I made a, a funny joke about uh, starting a fire, kit fire with your Note 7 because that's about as good as, as it's, it was about the best it was for starting fires because it it heated up, um, but just seeing this Samsung, like the one to like rival Apple, uh, this phone came out and they got hit pretty bad for that. But I think they'll come back. I think they will make a splash comeback and they will learn their lesson. Hopefully, if they don't, well, they'll just have less sales. Uh, but I think they're going to learn their lesson from this and they're going to do a better job of actually making a phone that doesn't, you know. Uh, have a battery explode on them because that's a terrible thing that's not a very good thing at all uh but yes uh that is a pro that was a problem it was a very bad problem terrible problem horrible problem no good very bad problem um also looking back um and this is more a personal qualm of social uh network companies uh my biggest problem with all of them is their um on ambiguous term for bullying, harassment, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's never really uh, defined anymore. It is mostly, if anybody disagrees with you, it seems like you are, quote-unquote, harassing them. 
Now here I'm going to tell you, if you disagree with somebody and they don't agree with you or they give you a really good counterclaim, that's not harassment. That's just a really good counterclaim and maybe you should um, have a better argument or learn from that. Um, but I do not approve of these sites going after people and going, oh, look, you're bullying and doing all this. Ban block, you're gone. Because what's going to happen is that people are going to figure it out. People are going to be like, well, I'm going to go to this site instead. And Twitter, you cannot lose people. That's the problem. You you, you don't. Um, so my personal thing is, is that YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, stop. Especially use Facebook. You're one of the reasons why we have this terrible group thing going on. Because you decide that we need to have a tailored newsfeed. Where anything is what we really want to hear. And nothing about the opposing side. Because... How dare they actually have good points? Because that would be that would be wrong. Yes, Facebook. We know that your metrics are off. We know that your algorithms probably suck just as bad too. We know this because you've come out and said it. Your instant article metric was off. Your video metric was off. Your your reaction to live video was off. Your visitors were off because you were double doing new visitors when it was the same person that came back was off. I don't trust your algorithms and they probably suck. They're probably not good. I know it's hard to make those things, but I'd rather go back to the time where it was just this flood and me just, you know, filtering it out on my own. Because that's what I do. I like to filter. It's fun. It's what I do. Because, you know what, that's, that's part of being an adult. I know it sucks. You have to filter things out. I don't like doing it. Actually, I, I really do. I love doing it. Because it lets me find the best content for you guys, but also the best content for me, and I have to check your sources, make sure everything's right, and that comes out or not. Um, but looking forward, I'd love to see um, these social networks kind of back off and really, really care about the thing they cared about years ago when they said they cared about free speech, actually caring about it, because they aren't caring about it. They say they are, but they, in basically in lip service, but actually caring, caring about it, they, they don't. They don't care about it at all. They're just trying to appease the people that are just so butthurt about everything that, you know, if a bird pooped on them, they'd be like, oh my gosh, my life is over. Yes, it's not. It just happens. It's life. Deal with it. Get over it. It's okay. Things happen. Not everything goes your way. Trust me. I know. Uh, but yeah, I would like to see less, much less of that. I would like to see more robust uh, type of disagreements where we can all actually disagree with each other and actually respect each other. I know. Weird, right? You can actually disagree and respect each other at the same time. And don't. It, it does happen. It does. It's just you, you, you got to look at the person as a person and not the, your enemy. And when you start doing that, you go, oh, look, you, you are just this person that believes this political ideology that I don't believe in. You're more than that. Weird. Um, but yeah, I like to see more robust arguments and just people like not caring about the drama so much. Not every little thing has to be this almost monumentous, super-duper problem. Not everything is in this world. There's some things that do matter, and there's some things that are actually 90% of things that you think matter don't matter, and the 10% that do matter you don't think matter. I know, it's really weird, but to be honest with you, there are a lot of things that need to stop happening, and this outrage culture that still is very pervasive pervasive needs to stop. We all need to take a collective deep breath 
In. Take a few seconds. Out. Just chill. Go watch Netflix or something like that. Just do something except going, oh my gosh, they wrote this. I must be outraged for some reason because next week there's going to be a new outrage anyways. So I'm outraged now. See, you're a terrible person. I get it. There's some things that people do that are dumb. I see it all the time. And I kind of just shake my head going, well, well they'll figure it out eventually. Uh, but not everything needs, yeah, just, just relax. Sometimes, sometimes it's just a bad mistake. We all make mistakes, even you do, even though the ones that are, you know, you know, with the bullhorns, basically they're the bullhorns preachers, but they're more about ideologies and how you say things than they are about religion. So basically, basically, you don't always see this in religion. You just see this with people because this is a very the very human thing to do. Be outraged about something because you care about it so much, but you, sometimes you can care about it too much where you aren't taking a step back to actually realize that it's not that important sometimes. But moving on, uh, just looking back on the year, I I don't want to see it anymore. I know it's going to happen and continue to happen for a while, but I'm hoping that the tide is going to turn into let's just hear what they have to say, and eventually, if it's bad, we'll just say, hey, you're dumb. Then I'll move along. Um, but I'm hoping to see less outrage and less inflammatory language about, uh, about anything. Anything from feminism to whatever. Seriously, people, we're all humans. And this is a podcast that I eventually want to do, but not yet. Um, we're all... Here's how I see it. Both men and women, we're just like the yin and yang. We all fit in like a piece of the puzzle. Women have strengths and weaknesses that men don't have and vice versa. Together we're stronger, not together we're not. Because there are things that men do better that women don't do better and vice versa. Yes, it's not going to be equal because our sexes are not equal to each other. We're different from each other. We interact differently. We see the world differently. Most males are very visual. So ladies, if you dress in low-cut tops, guess what's going to happen? Guys are going to be like, oh... Okay, just take a deep breath, breathe, breathe in and out. Well, most guys would do that. Some guys just want to be like, hey, you're hot. And then, then you post it on Instagram or Twitter, and then the outrage culture happens. And then you just, it, the cycle keeps on continuing. Anyways, um, that's what I, that's really what I want to talk about eventually in another show. But I still want to talk about, a little bit about that. We are different. I mean, I know we all want to have equality, and there is some ways to have equality, but true equality I don't think is ever going to happen, not because we shouldn't do it. It's because we are very – we are different in ways that are great and that are terrible. Most guys, our testosterone is what makes us risk the most, and that's why we create a lot of these businesses, some great, some not. And that's why you see most guys as CEOs. Not saying that not every woman – can't do it. It's just the way we're built, the way estrogen and testosterone do, you know, uh, basically influence our decisions. That's how it is all about. Not saying that women can't do it. Please, I don't care. Really, all I'm saying is we're different. And I really hope that social media will just calm it down and we can all just understand that we're just different. Guys do things differently than girls do. It's not that it's 
a bad way of doing it. It's just a different way of doing it. We need to stop with this, oh my gosh, the masculinity, it's so terrible. No, it's not. Masculinity is not terrible. Masculinity is great, just like femininity is great in different ways. Stop with some crap. It is crap. Their arguments are crap. Times out of ten, if you talk terribly about masculinity, I'm already going to tell you it's crap. Because it usually is. Because you really just don't have good data. Anyways, before I go on and talk less about tech, um, that's just some of the things that I really hope 2017 just stops. We just all drop it. And be like, yes, we're all the we're 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 different. Let's enjoy our differences. Um, also, uh, I just would like to see a bigger push for smart things or Internet of Things to have a better security because. In 2016, we didn't really have... It's not very good security for Internet of Things. Most of these can be hacked in, um, well, usually under 10 seconds, which is not good. So if you have a smart lock, you have a, you have a thermostat, well, anything of those things, smart TV, which can be ransomware as well, um, I would turn those things off and wait for an actual security update or find a way to actually have better security for it. At least have your Wi-Fi have... Uh, passcode on it and just never change it because usually the passcode on the default one is pretty strong anyways. Um, but yes, don't do that. Um, wait for smart homes to actually have their security because right now they don't and it's terrible security and I really would not want to see any of you guys have your TV hacked, have your thermostat going to 100 degrees and you're going, why is it so hot in here? Or your, your door just unlocking when you're not home and then all your stuff is gone because then they just hacked your webcam to see if you're there or not. Anyways, that is kind of looking back in the year and just kind of a snippet of it. Um, I'm hoping to see... Well, I do want to take a moment to, you know, silently just, you know, give a single tear out for Pebble, because Pebble is no more. Yes, that's right. 2016 saw Pebble as going bye-bye, and BlackBerry as selling mobile phones going bye-bye. 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 Yes, that's the sad thing, especially for Blackberries. They were kind of the ones that popularized uh, smart devices or smartphones in a very, um, in a very just you know, tactile way. Uh, and then Apple kind of just took off with it. Uh, but it, it's sad to see them going back to a software company. But it's a good business decision because they weren't just doing well at all. They lost a lot of market share over the years. And it just was not going well for them. So this was probably a better better way of doing it. Um, for Pebble, it's it's really sad to see them go. I always said that they were the better smartwatch makers out there because their devices lasted the longest and were, to me, the one of the better ones to do it because you could go from Android or iOS and use it on both um, systems. Uh, if you got an Apple Watch, you were stuck with Apple. If you got Android Wear, well, you probably could use iOS. But this was just, it, the, the watches were very slim. Uh, the UI was nice for me. I, I had some problems with the round, but it wasn't that big of a problem that I couldn't fix. Uh, so beyond that, I like them. I just wish that they actually, you know, were successful. It's unfortunate that they weren't, but that's the nature of tech, is that sometimes the little guys don't actually ever succeed. But I'm hoping Fitbit will do a better job of how they handle <laughs> going away at Pebble with the actual tech and engineers of Pebble. Um, so we'll see what 2017 has to offer. Now looking forward, 
What am I expecting? I already said a little bit, but I'm expecting less censorship, hopefully, or just newer social networks popping up that will take uh, the place of these other ones, or at least drive some better competition with them. I'm hoping to see just people, you know, calm it down with the drama. Then I'll say it again. Please calm it down with the drama. Seriously, not every little thing has to be this drama-filled mess. I'm hoping for 2017 to, ha to really see what VR is going to be all about. That's going to be a big thing for me. Um, to see if VR is actually going to be what it says it's going to be, or if it's actually going to completely and utterly fail. We shall see if developers can actually make great games for it or not. That's going to be the biggest thing for right now. So seeing what, what's going to happen with that as well is going to be another another great thing out there. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing what uh, AMD has to offer, because I think AMD is doing a very good job now uh, with uh, supposedly a very high-powered GPU or graphics card on the horizon. With the new CPUs as well, this could be the year of AMD and taking back market shares that they lost over the years from Intel and NVIDIA as well. So I'm hoping to see that as well. I'm hoping to see um, just some diversity in game and um, just uh, the content that's being shared as well. I'm also seeing, wanting to see some better live video content as well. Um, Right now, live video is still a little new, and a lot of the content creators are trying to figure it out. Some have done a really good job. Some haven't so much. It's just this live video, so you really have to you really have to set aside time and figure out what you're actually going to do before you actually shoot it. Because a lot of people just don't do it and be like, "Oh, we're live! Hey, look at us! We're live! Yay, we're live!" It's kind of like, eh, "This is really boring. Please don't stop. I'm gonna go somewhere else now. Please, please stop. Please." please. Uh, but yeah, just looking for better um, live video content. Also with other, that as well, um, seeing if Instagram Live will actually be a hit or not. I mean, they've done a lot of hits so far, so they're on a good track record. Uh, also, um, uh, seeing uh, audio get kind of a little bit more better treatment than it has. Video is a big thing, but I think 2017 is going to be more of the portable audio. It's really going to be starting to shine again. Um, because video has been the big thing this past year, I'm seeing that as live audio to actually be a bigger, take bigger president over live video uh, because that's already been done type of a thing because it's always on to the next thing. But I'm, I'm going to see live audio taking just as big of a uh, market share from social media as live video is. And so we're going to see a lot more YouTube, not YouTube, podcast type things sprouting up and probably some really pretty good ones. So I, and I will be checking out Facebook Live audio when it actually, you know, allows me to because it won't allow me to yet. Select partners only. I'm not the select one, unfortunately. But yeah, um, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2017. Looking forward to less censorship and more just honest debates, honest feedback, less drama. I, one guy can help. Um, better live content, uh, better security on Internet of Things, and uh, 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 seeing if VR is going to make or break in 2017, AMD, the year, this could be the year of AMD as well, and uh, live audio kind of being the next big thing as well. As I'm, I'm betting on that in 2017. All right, some things to try out or actually look at this week. So I found this on Product Hunt. It's called... Um, 
Raz Boy, and it basically is a retro a retro handheld emulation console uh, electronic kit. What it lets you do is kind of you know play some old games with uh, using Raspberry Pi as kind of like the computer behind it, and it's a Kickstarter. So um, what it is going to have is going to have a casing. Um, it's also going to have like an, a little small LCD screen, uh, buttons. Obviously, it's going to be very very cool and very um, kind of kind of a fun way of going back to your childhood one more time, going back to your childhood again, like reliving your childhood. Um, so. I'm all for it if you guys if you guys are willing to risk supporting them. And I do want to state that if you do that, it it's your own um, it's your own money and it's your own risk for doing that. I take no responsibility. I think it's cool, but if you do not have the money to do it, I recommend not doing it whatsoever. Or if you cannot manage the risk, then do not do it whatsoever. Just wait for it to actually you know get successfully kickstarted and then go hog wild on it. Um, but the features it's going to have, it's going to have an HDMI output, which is really cool. Up to four players to play. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. But, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome when it actually, you know, gets successfully kickstarted. If it doesn't, it won't be awesome. Anyways, uh, if you are a person that's on Instagram and is trying to build your Instagram following and it can be difficult at times... There is a new app for iOS called PostBot3 for Instagram, and it does a slew of things. Um, it's not cheap, though. It's, well, it's $25, so um, I would not, if you can't afford that, which I completely understand, that don't. But what it does, it does basically pick the best hours to post. Um, gives you the best hashtags by mm, artificial intelligence as well. Um, gives predictions before posting. And so basically we'll say, well, you get this many likes and this many comments. And then post will remind you when to post bot will remind you when to post. So it basically will be like um, later or buffer or any one of those being, hey, you said you want to post here. So you probably should post now. Do it now. Do it now. And you're like, all right, fine. Do my job. I don't want to. But yeah, if you're looking for that, by all means, try it out. But like I said before, it's not cheap. I don't know why it's $24. I'm even kind of going, mm, there's probably other better ones that are free that I found on Android out there. Anyways, moving on, there is a basically a time tracker for Slack called Tracky. It allows you to, you know, track your time and make sure you're not being procrastinating because <laughs> um, you know you know what happens. It'll also help you track your team's time as well and show what how projects are going as well and doing all those things that yeah, it should be happening getting you know things done so check it out especially if you're on slack which i'm on slack and if you really want to be part of a community or help build a community i should say you should look at my slack anyways um yeah check it out if you're one that actually uses that quite a bit if you don't use slack or wondering what the heck slack is don't worry about it all right now for live there is actually a new thing called be live and basically, it'll allow you to broadcast on Facebook Live with anyone from anywhere. And it basically, there's a lot of features it's trying to, you know, build up. So broadcast from anywhere is one thing. There's sports broadcasting, if you're into that. Multiple camera angles, which I think is actually really cool. On-screen updates, and you can broadcast together. So you can harness the power of teamwork. So you can do, like, kind of like live news channels if you really wanted to. Um, real 
real-time production so you can switch between cameras instantly without seeing any delay, which is another cool thing, and specialized broadcast. Um, so you have to contact them for that, uh, but it, they seem to be gearing us more towards sporting events, which could be interesting. They also said outdoor events and music concerts and meetups, uh, which I think would be really cool for a lot of tech meetups out there. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a way to broadcast your event or whatever, this could be a good way of doing it, especially if you use Facebook Live. If you don't, I, I don't don't look at it. I mean, it's that simple. All right, are you that person that takes pictures and be like, dude, I hate that background. It's the worst, the worst ever. Well, I found this one, like again, on ProCon called Exacto, and it will basically allow you to remove the background from whatever you're doing with the pen tool. Um, but it's only for iPhone and iPad, so um, check it out if you want to. If you're looking for something that's easy, that you can easily remove the background without using Photoshop. Because I know Photoshop can be difficult for a lot of people. This is probably the best way of doing it, so check it out. It's called Exacto. And also, another bookmarking uh, Chrome extension called Marked. And it basically allows you to, uh, you know, kind of mark things, but also has a human side to it or a people side to it. Um, but it's basically the quickest way to remember and organize people you find online. So instead of bookmarking articles, you bookmark people. Ooh. So basically, if you're looking to bookmark people, maybe for interviews or to talk to, or you just really like their content, this is a great way of doing it. It's called Marked. So check it out. Check it, check it out. And that is the end of Digital Coffee. You know, it's it's... The digital coffee cup is, is is it's gone. It's all gone. But thank you for tuning in. And uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Acast, as well, because uh, I'm on all those things. I also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast, Player.me, Digital Coffee. Uh, I'm on Twitch and YouTube Gaming. I almost forgot what that was all about. And uh, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Podbean and uh, Patreon. Also, I have some great T-shirts, coffee mugs, all that stuff in the digital coffee store. So look at that. And as always, join me on Gamers Cafe on Friday when we talk about gaming. That's right. Gaming on what my best list is for gaming in 2016. It's going to be great. Uh, but anyways, have a great uh, rest of your Thursday and see you Friday. Later. Bye.